The Business Buzz Podcast. The Business, Business Buzz. Buzz with Mudiwa Mokshastas Kambaza. Good day and welcome to the Business Buzz for your weekly dose of business, finance and economics news right here on VowFM. That's the voice of Vids broadcasting live from our studios right here in Bramford, Johannesburg. My name is Mudiwa Mob, Justice Covers, and I'll be your host for today. Who's to say that the world of business can't be entertaining? Definitely make sure you hold on to your seats as we see to keep you entertained, educated and intrigued about the world of business. Now for today, before we get into, um, you know, the main uh, things for the day. Um, yeah, we're going to be having our business wrap just now. But before that, um, something that uh, caught my eye this week was the fact that uh, there is a team. Uh, I, one of the things that I keep a close eye on is technology, media, and telecoms companies. And recently, uh, there's been a development where Ukesha Technologies, which is a fintech company, has actually launched uh, South Africa's uh, first WhatsApp-based payments uh, system where basically you'll be able to make payments uh, basically to someone who is in your contact list you know through the chat uh, through a chat they call it uh, you know chat banking yeah uh, that's what they're calling it uh, so you know with that in mind um, we are I'm just interested to see um, what all of it actually means um, you know what actually what all of it actually means especially for uh, the country going forward because one of the things that has uh, stifled uh, South Africa when it comes to uh, mobile money adoption is uh, the fact that um, you have people that have too many bank accounts, right? So mobile wallets haven't been able to take off. We saw M-Pesa uh, through Vodacom actually um, shutting down a couple of years ago. And uh, a couple of years ago, together with uh, MT, together with MTN's Momo, which recently relaunched uh, again in South Africa, now having about two million users. So one of the things that I'm thinking is, what is WhatsApp going to do? Right, that's the first thing. Is it going to help to increase uh, the adoption of uh, yeah the adoption of mobile money in South Africa? That's the first thing. And then the second thing is just thinking about you know what actually happens happens if uh, you're a new company trying to get into fintech do you put your app or your business uh, on top of whatsapp or do you bother trying to create um, your own platform right those are the things that uh, you know that i think are quite important uh, when it comes to this issue but otherwise uh, you know for today uh, you know we're going to be talking di- talking about a different type of technology uh, that is in the virtualized world uh, and that is around um, accelerators because what the theme that we're looking at is business development support uh, where basically companies corporates etc go out into the world and actually try to support small businesses Um, and usually we hear terms like incubator accelerator and that's what we're going to be talking about it's actually some people actually say that in some cases it's a 20 billion rand industry um, in South Africa but we're going to be talking to an accelerator that is actually doing things uh, virtually Uh, 
so we'll be talking to them later on otherwise you can uh, keep in touch with us we are uh, Vow FM of Voice of Vits uh, on Facebook our other Facebook page is Vits Radio Academy and then on Twitter we're at Vow FM and then our hashtag is hashtag business buzz you can also stream the station live on vowfm.co.za and remember that uh, podcasts of the Business Buzz show are available on vits.journalism.co.za forward slash business now for the next uh, couple of minutes after the break we're going to be getting into uh, the business wrap with the Zanele Kunene where we give you a roundup of the week's top trending business and economics news so that's how the show is looking like keep it locked this is the business buzz business wrap with Zanele Kunene We give you the week's top trending business and economics news in our business wrap. And for today, we are joined uh, by uh, Zanele Kunene, who is a financial advisor at BDO South Africa. Zanele, greetings to you. I'm super good. I'm super good. I'm so excited about this long weekend. Yeah. Don't we need it? Don't we need it? Uh, I read somewhere. I think I read on Facebook. I'm not too... I'm not too sure if it's valid or not. So, if you if you're interested, do Google it. Do Google it. Apparently, the world, the, apparently, Earth is spinning a lot quicker. That's why time seems to be going so fast. Oh wow! And that's why this long weekend is needed. <laughs> we know. We so, know. Li- so literally, the universe <laughs> is speaking to us. It is. It is. It's telling us it's time to relax, guys. We are, it's going quick. You guys need to calm down. Um, so for this week, my topic is going to be on how to spot a scam, you know, and how to react, how to respond to it. I think this is super necessary because we're going to be, during this weekend, we're going to be having bribes, we're going to be back in our social circles, but we will be adhering to the COVID-19 regulations. Yes, we will. Um, and we're going to be hearing quite a lot of, you know, noise about where to invest, who's doing what. So I think it's very important for us to have this conversation on how to spot a scam. So I've got five points for us, and then we get right into it. So point number one is credible source. Now, Mudiwa, you know this. In your line of work, source is very important. Um, and everyone else needs to be able to understand that if someone's telling you about something, ask them, where did you get this information from? You know, request as much detail as you can. Get those details, all right? Don't just be taking information, sending in your details, and then boom, you end up in a situation. So request as much detail as you possibly can. If it's a property agent or an advisor, ask to see their license. I won't be offended if you want to see my license. I'll show it to you. You know what I mean? So don't be shy to ask for those licenses if you are going to be dealing with a professional. Point number two is protect your data. You know, you can't just be giving your information so freely especially when the information that they're asking from you isn't really linked to what you're talking to them about. So, for example, your bank calls you and says, hey, send me your OTP when you were just calling for a statement. It's like, why? Why are you asking me my OTP? Why are you asking me my password? What does that that have to do with what's happening? So protect your information, protect your data. Don't just be giving it out freely. Um, ask questions, as I always say. Don't just be giving it over the phone or via SMS. Protect your information because information is money. 
Um, Zanelle, before you continue, I just want to, you know, interject for a moment. But, you know, what if, uh, what if I I, I am a prince and uh, I'm promising lots of money if you, you know, give me your social security or your ID number and all of that? Um, I sometimes wake up in the morning and I want to be a princess. You know what I mean? There are things that just are out of this world that you need to step back and ask yourself, is this really reality? Could this possibly be happening? And if you really are convinced that there's a prince by what, what name who's saving you a million dollars, Google it. Google, <laughs> Google, Google, and Google until you're blue in the face because truth is you probably won't be able to trace that individual. So... Don't buy into the dream, guys. Don't buy into the dream. Mm. Um, that leads me to my third point, actually, which is keywords. Scammers use keywords. I use keywords when I want to convince someone to do something. So spot those keywords out. Ask yourself, what is this, what is this person actually saying? Why are they persuading me and trying to charm me into doing something like this? And usually they say things like instant wealth. You'll make money overnight. It's going to happen quickly. Um, it's a quick and easy process. You just have to download this or click on this link and just enter your details. It really, really doesn't work like that, okay? If there was a place for you to make instant cash, I think we all would be doing it, all right? And if that person is selling you this, they should be there they should be having this instant millions of dollars that they are promising but truth is they don't have it all they have is a dream that they're trying to sell to you because you have the funds and one thing my mom always says to me is you have to learn to serve the moment someone comes in and say they're trying to help you but they are not actually serving you it really it's, it's really going to be a dodgy deal okay anyone who's trying to help you will serve you first you know they'll put your interest above their own so don't fall for the scam don't fall for the keywords all right um that leads me to my fourth point which is to ask as many questions as possible ask 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 and even when you're done asking ask some more questions and then take a break take a moment to go ask some more questions to professionals. Call your banker, call your advisor to say, this is what someone told me, is it legitimate or not? What's the deal behind it? And I promise you that professional will answer you, will give you an answer. So don't ever feel like you need to immediately say yes or immediately sign the contract, immediately do the transfer. Who's gonna tell you what to do with your money immediately? No, you get to decide. So make it a good make a good decision by going back and speaking to professionals so that wherever you are putting your hard earned money actually works for you because you worked for it. Um, and my last and final point, which is point number five, which is if you want to find out more about scams and how to be alerted about about them, go on to the FSCA website. They post quite a lot in terms of um, which are the scams that they're spotting out, what to be alerted of, especially as a consumer. You could also try out the FIC website, the FIC website. They also post um, some tips over there and also which other resources you could use if you do find yourself in such a, uh, such a jam. All right, so there are places where you can get help, but help starts with you first, okay? So listen, ask questions, and do your research, all right? The world might not be spinning a lot faster. That might just be someone who posted it. I don't know, 
That's why I said if you are interested, you do your research. Do your research. Those are the words of Azanele Kunene, a financial advisor at BDO uh, Wealth Advisors, giving us the inside track around how you do not get scammed. Uh, she's saying that, you know, people use keywords. She's saying that people are out there, you know, pretending to be someone else. She's saying that, you know, if there is a prince somewhere who's trying to give you a million dollars and all they want is your ID document, go and Google it, just check. And then the final point she's saying is that uh, there are a couple of uh, websites you have uh, some government departments that do post up um, some of the scams that they are tracking so that's been it in terms of uh, the business wrap on the other side of this we continue with the show keep it locked this is the business buzz business wrap with Zanele Kunene the business, business buzz, buzz with Mudiwa Mob Justice Gabaza for today, we are looking at uh, the issue of uh, business development support, and uh, usually that's where we talk about incubators, we talk about hubs, we talk about accelerators. Those are some of the buzzwords uh, that we seem to hear in and around this topic. And for today, because it is COVID-19 times and everything seems to be virtualized, we're actually talking to uh, the team that's coming from Kailisa, which is a virtual accelerator that works uh, with township entrepreneurs to accelerate business concepts and ideas uh, into a commercially viable business that is investor ready. So we're just going to be hearing what's it about and, you know, most importantly, what is it actually like to be part of a virtual accelerator? On the line, we are joined by uh, the founders of uh, the accelerator. We're joined by uh, Hitin Keshev together with uh, Sanjay Soni uh, just to hear what they have to do do uh gentlemen greetings to you good afternoon how are you doing no not doing all right uh sanjay i think i'll start with you just to maybe understand uh the accelerator what is it exactly and i guess more importantly you know why did you guys decide that um i i think it seems obvious but you know virtual you know uh versus in in person accelerator program sure Thanks a lot for that, and thanks a lot for having us on your show this afternoon. Uh, So the idea of starting this virtual accelerator was really born out of the fact that what difference can we start to make in society? And we decided let's focus on the township environment and help aspiring entrepreneurs in the township environment take their ideas from the phase of ideation to the point where they actually become investor-ready. That's really the premise of what the platform seeks to achieve. Primary focus is on working with entrepreneurs that are solving township societal problems. So that's really the primary focus. The issue around the virtual, I think you've touched on it already, and perhaps if I can just expand on that. We obviously took into account the fact that we are sitting in a COVID-19 environment. Uh, it's likely to be with us for the foreseeable six, 12, 18 months, one, one doesn't really know. And how then do we set up a platform that allows an advisor that sits in Cape Town, us as the founder sitting in Joburg, working with entrepreneurs that sit in the Northwest province? So the virtual process allows us to have that, which, by the way, is exactly what we are currently doing. One of our entrepreneurs is based in the Northwest, the advisor is based in Cape Town, and researcher in Joburg. And life carries on. 
All right. No, no. Thank you so much for that. Uh, I'll turn to Hitton for now uh, because, you know, this is actually not the first time uh, that I've engaged with Hitton on the Business Buzz. He was actually a guest of ours a couple of years ago when I used to host the Business Buzz back at Rhodes, right? And back then there was another business, a serial entrepreneur. So, you know, Hitton, when you are now considering um, the type of businesses that you guys are going to be uh, bringing onto the platform and especially um, like what Sanjay said, the fact that we are in a COVID time, you're trying to get businesses to be investor ready. Um, what type of, are you guys specific about the type of businesses that you're bringing into the accelerator? Um, Budiwa, so th- thanks for having us uh, on, on the program uh, today and uh, hi to, to everyone on the show. Um, to answer your question, Budiwa, the, the prime focus that we, we have in terms of a business perspective is it needs to solve a township uh, you know, related issue uh, there or, or, or the entrepreneur he, uh, comes from a township uh, background. Uh, they, it, it either is one of the two. From an uh, industry perspective, we are not limited to any specific uh, industry or business idea type. Uh, on that end, so so that's uh, the advantage that, that we bring from an uh, accelerator perspective. Also, um, the pool of advisors that we have comes with uh, vast experience from different uh, industries and, and uh, different uh, sectors uh, themselves. So, so that also uh, is uh, the reason why we, we are open to any uh, any idea and not a, a sector specific itself. Uh, perhaps as a follow-up, Hitton, um, because you guys, you, you've said that you're sort of agnostic about the type of businesses open to um, something as long as people are, you know, solving some type of uh, an issue in the township or it's a township-based business. What type of businesses have been um, a part of the accelerator so far? So today, Maniwa, we've received uh, 12 applications. Um, the two that we've already onboarded, one is aiming to, to solve a uh, pricing issue in terms of shopping for in the township environment itself. Uh, the second one is focused around uh, the purchase of vehicles on that end there. And the third one, uh, that uh, the others that we will leave you, uh, goes around internet access and resolving uh, that uh, challenge uh, within the township uh, environment. There's a fourth one which we're busy in review stage of, uh, which focuses around um, stock trail uh, investment and how uh, to bring the best return on investment for uh, individual investors uh, on uh, that in this. Um, there are multiple others. Uh, Another one that I can think of offhand is in the agricultural space and, and farming. Uh, there are actually two applicants that, that have provided there on, on that end in terms of uh, how to install a farming uh, business uh, within the township environment. Those are the, the ones offhand that, that just come uh, come to my mind. Uh, Sanjay, I don't know if there's others that you know. I think uh, before we let uh, Sanjay uh, come in, uh, we do need to take a, a quick break to go to uh, some news headlines in in a, in a minute. Uh, but uh, yeah, so we're just gonna. Uh, go over to some news and then uh, if uh, gentlemen you can just uh, hold on to the line uh, we'll be back with you guys in about a minute 
The Business Buzz with Mudiwa Mokjastas Gabaza. We are continuing our conversation around uh, virtual accelerators on the line before the break. Uh, we're talking to the founders of the Kalisa uh, Virtual Accelerator just around what they are doing. And uh, before we went to the news headlines, we had Sanjay, who is uh, one of the co-founders, about, uh, you know, to tell us about, you know, maybe some of the businesses uh, that, uh, you know, are part of the course. Thanks a lot, Madiwa. So, yeah, I mean... Uh just before the break, we spoke about a few businesses in the agri space and the technology space and the like. What we've seen of uh, 12 applicants, it's, it's sort of uh, across uh, probably three or four sectors, agri being one of them. There's a strong technology focus. We've got two businesses in the car space. Uh, but really, all of those businesses are seeking very deliberately to look at some of those challenges that are faced by people that live in a township environment. And so, yeah, that sort of just gives you a flavor. Uh, just to add, I mean, we officially only launched this some 10 days ago. In the last 10 days, we've been able to get 12 applications coming through. So uh, hopefully over the next uh, five to seven days, we would start formally working with at least six to eight of these entrepreneurs together with our advisors. Um, as we end off the discussion, Sanjay, I'll just start with you before I hear from it. And when we talk about uh, getting businesses to be investor ready, um, you know, from your point of view, what is the one tip uh, that you can give to our listeners who are running businesses and maybe thinking of, you know, either joining an accelerator or actually approaching investors directly? Well, yeah, look, I think that's a great question. And, and for me, Anytime you're thinking about starting a business, really focus on what is the challenge that you are solving and how burning an issue is that challenge. Because the more burning an issue is, the better the chance of you solving that challenge, the better chance of you having investors that will actually invest in your business. Hitton, your take? Um, certainly, uh, Sanjay, he took the words out of my, my mouth uh, there, Mudiwa. But the, the one other aspect he, that we, we strongly encourage entrepreneurs where in the early stages of, of businesses, don't think that you need money to start a, a business idea uh, on that end there. Because there's a lot of groundwork that needs to be done, especially around market validation and uh, understanding whether you're actually solving a, a actual need or it's just, just uh, a fallacy that, that's just sitting in the air on that end. And that is very critical and a, a piece of advice I give a lot of entrepreneurs is try and do some market validation beforehand. Try to do some market validation beforehand. That was us with the team uh, from Clarissa Virtual Accelerator giving us some insight into, you know, a new take on accelerators, taking it to the Internet and uh, just talking about how to get businesses to be um, investor ready. Uh, They're already working with a couple of businesses and they're saying that as long as it's a township based business and, um, you know, there is, uh, you know, a viable business model that's there, uh, they're willing to take it on to get it to be investor ready on the other side of this we are going to be continuing with the conversation just hearing about some of the businesses that are actually part of the accelerator keep it locked this is the business buzz COVID biz watch, COVID biz watch. On, on the business buzz 
It's time for us uh, to get into our COVID business watch. That's a part of the show where we look at how COVID-19 has affected uh, businesses in and around South Africa. And uh, for today, our producer Ntando went and uh, spoke uh, to Mr. Sindane just to hear how he has been able uh, to cope with these trying times. Here's what he had to say. I am co-founder and managing director of Ingolo Media, which is a production company. We do audio and visual content. We produce content from scratch. We edit videos. We do voiceovers. And we also provide artists such as presenters. We launched our our business during COVID-19 when businesses were shutting down and resizing. But for us, we... We, we had a plan. We knew where exactly we wanted to go. We had identified a gap in the market, and that is what inspired us uh, most of all. In fact, we were contracted to do work before we uh, registered our company or formed our business, and that showed us that COVID or not, there's still a market for our work, and we could still pull it through. The pandemic hasn't really affected us in a large way. It has forced us to think outside the box because obviously we'd have to use limited resources. We can't have a large number of people gathering in spaces. Um, But it really has not forced us to rethink our business that much. Um, A lot of content is still being shot. Um, The only problem now is the human, human capital aspect of it having to work with a lot of production schedules, having to book people over an extended amount of period of days uh, in order to fit everyone into the production. But otherwise, we have not been affected um, at all. How has this period influenced our creativity? If anything, it has boosted our creativity. Um, COVID-19 and this period that we've been going through has shown us that there is room to think outside the box. There is room to create unconventional content. Uh, A lot of businesses and a lot of companies are moving to um, online presence and online media. And it's just sort of been an enabler for us to try out new ideas because people are not having live events anymore. People are not um, doing things the conventional way. It sort of has challenged us to think outside the box and to just do better and it's enabled our creativity in the best way possible. Lessons we have learned this far uh, is that literally business is not easy. It's a taboo concept and it's something that has been, it's not taboo, it's cliche. Something that has been said over and over again, entrepreneurship is not easy. But once you get inside of it is when you see. Um, it literally is a child. Uh, it's a baby. It's, it's something that you need to feed every day, something you need to work on every day, something you need to nurture so that it yields the results for you. But I think uh, more than anything, because we're so passionate about what we do, and we're so passionate about um, the company in itself. The lessons come with a pinch of salt. And yeah, we, it, it's, it's amazing for us. Thank you so much for featuring Ngolo Media on VAWFM. We absolutely appreciate it. So uh, that's been it in terms of uh, the COVID business watch. On the other side of this, we'll be hearing uh, from the actual businesses that have been part of the digital accelerator or the virtual accelerator. How useful has it been and have they actually been gaining value from it? More justice on
on the business bars. We are talking about uh, incubators. We're talking about uh, what it means uh, to be part of a business development program in this day and age. And, uh, you know, on the line, we are going to be talking to, you know, some people that are actually part uh, of the Tlalisa Hub. Uh, but before we get into that, remember that you can uh, get in touch with us. We have our FM Voice of Vits. You can find our other Facebook page that is Vits Radio Academy. And then on Twitter, we're at VowFM, and then our hashtag is hashtag business buzz. So as we move on to the next uh, stage of the show, we actually decided let's talk to some people that are actually part of the Talisa Hub just to hear what the actual experience is uh, of being part of, uh, you know, an online and sort of virtualized uh, sort of accelerator type, accelerator slash um, incubator program and to see what it's like. So on the line, uh, we are joined by a guest. We are joined by Tapelo uh, Ramanasana, who is uh, the owner and founder of uh, Best Cars. Uh, Tapelo, greetings to you. Oh, greetings to you, man. How are you? Uh, doing all right on this end. I think a good place for us to start, the guest, our listeners might want to know, um, you know, what is it that uh, you guys do as Best Cars and how did you get involved with uh, the hub? Oh, all right, all right. Uh, so, Best Hub is a company. Best Cars is a company that I founded last year. Um, I'm a director and a founder of the company. So, what we do, we create an environment, a safe environment, where customers can purchase second-hand used cars. Uh, because we we wide aware of the fact that um, due to Corona, which you know happened last year, a lot of people are downgrading. You know. Um, not necessarily on the, on a lot of things, but primarily on, on the types of cars that they drive. And, you know, the, the, op- the market has been open for, for used cars. So what we do then is that we create a space, an environment where we just gather all the dealerships which offer preeminent quality cars. We put them into one space where we know that our consumers can go on our site, search for the cars that they want, uh, with, with, you know, the idea and with the peace of mind that the cars that they are buying, uh, they are AA approved, they are DECAR certificate approved without, you know, going through those um, dealerships which have been robbing people for, for quite for quite some time. So that's basically um, what we do. Unlike, you know, others, we create a sense of solidarity with our customers we make sure that our customers get the best we care, and that's why we, we are best cars, yes. And how did you guys uh, get involved with the hub? All right, all right. Um, I was going through LinkedIn, and I just wanted a couple of people who would be able to assist me uh, because in, in, in my world, I'm not necessarily from the business side. I'm from the technical aspect of things. So as I was, you know, approaching people for sponsors, I came across Heathen, and we spoke about the business. He liked it. He wanted to hear more about it, and he told me about the the hub, Talisa Hub, which you know he founded and is currently running. I was interested in trade, and yeah, the rest is history. So that's how we started with them. 
Okay, cool. Now, we've actually had a couple of people before that have been part of hubs, but you know, this whole thing of uh, technology, digitalization, COVID-19 has, you know, been putting a lot of things online. So I guess um, one of the things we really want to understand is what is it like being part of, uh, you know, an accelerator that is, you know, virtual as opposed to, you know, where you actually go to a place like what we're used to. Yes, I think it's very, you know, significant that we should understand uh, that we're moving into a time where a lot of things exist online. You know, um, we cannot just shy away from that. So it's been a wonderful experience. I mean, my business advisor, Mark, he's in in KZN, you know, so I could just hop in, have a Zoom meeting, talk to him, get things done, um, you know, get what I need at that period and time stage so that things may flow, you know, because um, now there's a whole lot of limitations. There's corona, you know, movement has been restricted. So being in an environment or being in a hub which exists online, uh, it's it's more or less like there are few limitations and it's just been a wonderful experience. Okay, no, 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 that's really good. Um, I think, you know, uh, as we end off, you know, your take just on when it comes to small businesses and actually being part of some of these things, when you go into it, right, uh, what is it exactly that you're looking for? Because you've just spoken about a business advisor. Is it just advice, access to markets? Like, what are you actually looking for? All right. Uh, I mean, let's take, let's take, for example, me. Um, by profession, I'm a qualified service service technician, you know, uh, I don't really know much about business, but I saw a niche in the market that I was, you know, working at, you know, my field of expertise. But there's a whole lot of things that, you know, compile to a business actually running. It's not just an idea. So you need business advice. You need a whole lot of technicalities that you probably don't even know of, you know. So I just thought it would be an idea and it will shoot and the next thing, I'll have invested and then it's booming and everything is working according to plan. But little did I know, you know, I I had to scale down my market. I had to study a whole lot of things which were not in my profession. Um, You know, there's business proposals. There's a whole lot of that. There's, you know, how to pitch to investors. There are a couple of, of, of things in relation to the business side that, you know, if probably you are a technician like me, you wouldn't know about that. And it will frustrate you and it will really take you more time, um, you know, to get your idea up and running. So being part of, you know, an accelerator hub, it's it's, it's very ideal because, you know, Talisa Hub has really helped me a lot. And now I understand um, most business terms. I, you know, my my knowledge has really expanded and I'm I'm at a point whereby, you know, the project is almost nearly completion. Uh, we're doing the best that we can. You know, business advisors, the board is amazing. And, you know, the runners, everything is just good. So it is very, very, very important to, to have that, you know, as a guideline, as an assistant, because really, if you be honest, you cannot do all of these things on your own. Um, it'll take, you know, years to even get to where you're supposed to be. All right. Thank you so much, Tapelo. All right, all right. Thank you. It's a pleasure, man. The, the business buzz.
We now hear from the team from uh, Compare just to hear how they've been um, experiencing uh, the hub, the whole virtual experience. And on the line, we are joined uh, by Tabiso uh, Matoro together with uh, Teboho Metswamere just to hear how they're doing. Uh, Just starting off uh, with Tabiso, greetings to you. How did you guys, um, I guess, start your business and what is the business about? Uh, our business uh, is compare, uh, which means it, it compares grocery prices for clients or individuals. Uh, for example, if you want, uh, Omo, Omo 2kg across, um, different retailers, uh, you can go to the app and then see, select Omo and then say compare. It will compare prices across different retailers and then give you the best on that OMO. So if you have a, a grocery list, uh, you can also load it on compare and then it will give you the aggregate uh, prices by the cheapest price and then you can opt to go for that price and or to that store. Um, our relationship with uh, Kalisha uh, started off uh, this year uh, around January. Uh, we met with a team, great team, uh, where they taught, where they taught us on a business canvas, how to do the business plan. And then, uh, they, are, they have been very key in getting us a potential investors. Okay. No, no, no. We're happy to hear that. I'm just going to bring in, uh, Teboho at this point just to understand, uh, to say, you know, the experience with being part of the, the hub itself. Um, how has that part been, especially when we are considering the fact that all of this stuff is happening, um, you know, virtually? How have you found the experience? Yeah, the experience has been good now that uh, we, we are being affected by this COVID-19. We, it's a norm culture now that we, we have to do meetings through visually. Um, they have uh, taken us through a lot of things. They have uh, came up with people who had to ask us questions which we never thought of when we were starting Compare. And it was very much helpful now that we are able to be given tasks about uh, the loopholes or some aspects of our app which we did not touch and we are able to reach those parts and be able to to now fill all the gaps. So the experience by far has been good and we are now able to um, stand up on our own and make sure that uh, we, 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 we partake in the formation and total formation of the app. Uh, fortunate enough, we were able, like Tamisho said, we were able to meet the relevant people and now they are assisting by far. Okay. No, that's good. Um, I think I'll ask each of you um, as we sort of uh, round up just to get a sense because people get into these programs all the time uh, but from what you guys are saying it sounds like you guys are you know benefiting from being part of this program you said that uh, the team is already helping you guys find investors and all of that but sometimes you know businesses don't really know how to take full advantage of an opportunity so I'll ask each of you starting with Tavi so you know how can a business when you're given such an opportunity make the most of it Um, with Kali, with Kalisha, uh, this, these guys are very, very, very key. And then, um, they want the businessmen or businesswomen to be very key as well. Because 
on a weekly basis, we are having meetings, like visual meetings, where we track uh, the work that we were supposed to do on that week. Whether is there someone who's lagging behind, either on marketing or technology, because we keep on improving the app. You can get it on, on Android, the, the app, but we keep on improving it. Since I said, um, these guys have been very key in terms of uh, introducing us, expect industry, people who are expect in the industry of technology. So with Kalisha, it's not like an ordinary uh, program because these guys, they are very key. Uh, they are hands-on and then they, they keep they keep track where whether we are leaking, where we are leaking, and they they try by all means to, to, to give us a hand. So I ask every businesswoman and every businessman, when they, when they get an opportunity that, like this, uh, you shouldn't drag your legs. You should also be very active on the program. And, and don't, don't, don't expect people to do everything for you. Also, you know your business best than any other person. So they're going to do 50% and then you do the 50%. Thank you. Okay, no, no, that's good. Teboho, your take? Yeah, I think, uh, like Tavisha said, uh, it is always advisable to take advantage of such opportunities when it comes to people uh, like uh, the, the hub, Kalisa, uh, because they, they are they are well experienced and they know what businesses want, but especially when it comes to us young entrepreneurs. We are new into uh, this uh, uh, industry and we are trying to make it big, but if we ask yourself with relevant people like the hub, they would uh, uh, take you step by step, helping you through. Like I'm saying, uh, this interview wouldn't be having it if it wasn't because of them. Because uh, it's part of awareness, making people of the product that we are offering. And indeed, it is helping. Uh, the app, like Tabiso said, can be found on a Play Store and people can download it. But for now, it's for testing. And through the help of Kalisa, we have been able to touch different aspects of the app and in order for us to make sure that uh, the app continues to work very well going forward. But fortunate enough, uh, I would say the experience is good and I, I wouldn't mind to, to tell another entrepreneur to and say, go to these people, they will help you. They will take you through the process of, um, of, of business management, financial management. If you are dealing with IR or ICT product, we will therefore uh, network with you with relevant people going forward. All right, so that's been us with the team from Compare. Uh, they're also part of that Kalisa uh, uh, hub uh, talking to us about their experience. And they're just saying that the most important thing is uh, to use some of these opportunities to the best of your ability. Uh, just go out, do your own 50%. You can't uh, just say that they're going to do everything. Make sure you do your part, take advantage. And then, uh, you know, if you if you go in with your head straight, uh, it's these are the type of things that can help to take your business to the next stage. On the other side of this, we come to the end of the show. Keep it locked. This is the Business Buzz. Power FM 88.1. More justice on the Business Buzz.
As you can see, it's very possible to be in a in a business accelerator and be doing it virtually. Uh, thank you so much to the team, you know, for joining us. And I think one of the big valuable things that we're able to get out of this was the actual experience of the businesses that have been part um, of the accelerator. Just hearing, um, <clears throat> you know, just hearing where people are aligning on the issue of trying to get investment how people are taking up such opportunities because all of this is important we need to grow businesses um one of the statistics i've recently seen is that um two million jobs were lost in 2020 in terms of the economy but at the same time there are about two million small businesses in south africa that are employing millions of people around the country if we can find some way of uh, helping to develop those businesses fund those businesses take those businesses to the next level then it's something that should be celebrated it's something that should be done so that's been it for today remember that you can keep in touch with us continue the conversation let us know um have you ever been part of an accelerator do you think they're worth joining would you join one if it was virtual on facebook we are via firm of voice of vids you can find our other facebook page uh that's uh you know vids radio academy and then on twitter we're at VARFM, and then our hashtag is hashtag business buzz you can also find us on vids.journalism.co.za forward slash business and remember that podcasts of the business bus show are available on the major platforms that is apple that is um that is apple google together with the spotify so that's been it thank you so much to our amazing team our technical producer is kotlano serame together with our executive producer that is glory mabuza thank you to our team of producers that is lindle musibi together with Tando klimba and uh, simba together with the sia bonga who recently joined us don't miss the business bus same place same time same place next week for more insight into the world of a business and also don't turn that down because we've got some great content coming up on the vow fm lineup so for myself mudio mob justice gavaza and those of the team it is take care the business, business bus with mudio mob justice gavaza the business buzz podcast